Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. One more keyword for the day here on KFI pops up at 520. Listen for the word, follow the instructions, and maybe, maybe you will win $1,000. All right. So today, one week from Election Day, more results are being dumped by the L.A. County Registrar of Voters as they continue to sort through the mail-in ballots or ballots dropped off on Election Day or whatever. And um, the incumbent L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva has officially conceded the race to his opponent, Robert Luna, even described here in the El Segundo Times as a little-known retired police chief from Long Beach. Who left uh, Long Beach a disaster. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it now with uh, Sheriff Villanueva. Sheriff, uh, wow, I'm really sad. I'm really sorry you didn't win. Well, I appreciate that, guys, and uh, thank you for your support. What? Um, how are you feeling right now? I'm uh, I'm feeling good. My wife and I, we're doing good. I think we got a, a monkey off our back in terms of just fighting uh, a massive corrupt machine that people are just starting to appreciate the size of it. When you ran four years ago, how different were things now that you've been sheriff for four years? What did you discover that was the most shocking to you? Uh, how literally the, the, the size of the corruption in county government is breathtaking. I think four years ago we caught them off guard because they never envisioned the fact that someone could come out of nowhere and take one of the, the plums of county government away from them. And we did. But then, of course, they uh, re- reorganized and uh, dedicated themselves to four years of bashing me. And uh, and their scribe, the official scribe of the county board of supervisors, the El Segundo Times. What, what were they, why were they afraid of you? Like, what did you do to make them go on alert and, and try to get you I expelled? 
My cardinal sin was I actually make decisions based on what is right and what is wrong, not on what's politically expedient. You cannot have an honest man in a den of thieves. What, what particular policies did you clash the most? Was it homelessness, crime, defund the police, the budget, all these things? It was the budget. It was on emergency management at the start of COVID. It was on personnel decisions. It was on hiring. You name it. And they always had an angle that sort of satisfied their uh, political needs. And I was told early on by an elected official from the city, you can get reelected or you can be a reformer, your choice. <laughs> In other words, you cannot win against the machine. Uh, pretty much. And uh, that person turned out to be very accurate. However, this is just a battle. There's a bigger war. And now that the, the, the progressive, the Wokies are claiming victory, uh, they need to actually deliver. They're great at destroying things, but they don't have anything to say, let's do this. Because what we've seen so far is, is frightening, and now let's see how they deliver. Yeah, I, I don't think people realize that the L.A. County Board of Supervisors literally wants to shut down all the county jails. They want to send people to all sorts of what they think are diversion programs. I'm not even sure what those are. This is going to be a, have a big impact on public safety if this sheriff carries all this out. Uh, that yeah, the prospects look pretty grim because he's going to do what you know puppets do. He'll you know he'll thank them for their leadership as they screw him over, and that's probably what we're going to see repeated every Tuesday. Wait, I mean uh, Robert Luna, he left uh, Long Beach a mess. I mean the way he handled that uh, the George Floyd riots in 2020 was an absolute dis disgrace and a disaster. Um, yeah, you're right there. And I read through all the times. I mean, they had all the articles written for today, just waiting for me to say what I said. Yeah. And it was yeah. comical listening all the hit pieces and they just cannot accept the fact that they're just the mouthpiece of the board and that they're untouchable and they're beyond reproach. And, uh, so who am I, who do the hell do I think I am to actually challenge the board? And so it's the members of the board, and then I guess it must be a lot of uh, faceless, nameless bureaucrats in the system. Oh, they are. There's platoons of them in every single facet of county government. You look at the CEO's office. You look at the auditor controller. You look at the at the DA's office now, and and then the justice deputies of each board member. They write the policies, and the board rubber stamps them. And just like when they put Measure A on the ballot. There's not a single attorney that signed their name to Measure A. Not even a legal analysis. Hey, this Constitution, not, they did not care. And, and that's the them. one that gives them the right to remove a sheriff. Yep, exactly. They did not care. What are you going to do next? Well, I got an awful lot of opportunities to do a lot of things. One of them, I get a little bit of rest in a little R&R, &R, which my wife and I haven't had for a long time. And uh, we, uh, <laughs> we're going to be very busy because we have a very, uh, I have a, a voice that I intend to use. And we're going to explore the different uh, opportunities, how to use our voice constructively to advance the public's interest and uh, uh, bring down a corrupt machine. And I think uh, our message didn't sell well in L.A. County. But the fact that I work with Democrats and Republicans, I endorse Democrat and Republican assemblymen and congressional people they won the rest of the countries that are not 
the you know the wackos here on the West Coast, they actually appreciate normal people. What, what do you think? Moderates from both sides. What do you think it is about the majority of voters here? You know, they they went against you. They're going they're against gonna, Rick Caruso. Rick Caruso's what, not going to win. It, 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 you and Caruso were laying out plans to deal substantially with crime, with homelessness, which were the top issues for the voters. Right. There was nothing else to talk about. And you, you, you I mean, very obviously cleaned up. Homeless camps, some of them huge, some of them that were there for years, and you just got it done. What's not to like about a guy who says, I'm going to clean up these homeless camps, and then a few weeks later, executes? Same thing with Caruso. I have a thousand percent confidence that Caruso would have made a huge dent in the homelessness, and he would have empowered the police to slow down the crime wave. What is wrong with a majority of voters who don't seem to want that? It's ideology trumps reality. And for them, the ideological, I'm a, I've been a lifelong Democrat, never voted for President Trump, yet I became the Donald Trump of L.A. You have <laughs> someone who was a lifelong Republican who supported him, supported ICE, became the darling of the far left. That is how nutty it is, because it's all about ideology and perception, not reality. That reality will come crashing home when the transient defecates in their front lawn, then they'll have that epiphany. Realize, oh, we think we made a mistake. Yeah. Now, sometimes you just have to let reality crash before people realize there's a mistake made here. Well, listen, you always got a home here. Anytime you want to come on, you want to talk about something, you got some cause you're pushing, some uh, activity you're involved in, you just let us know, all right? Oh, well, much appreciated. Thank you, guys. Because you did a great job. I appreciate that. All right. Thanks now, for coming on. That is, uh, thank you, uh, L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva, who conceded the race today to Robert Luna, the retired former Long Beach police chief and the puppet of the L.A. County Board of Supervisors. And this was the only elected public official we could pretty much find in all of L.A. County who would stand up and try to do something over the homeless problem, the crime problem. He wanted spoke to, for a lot of people. But, wanted to clean up the metro system? The, the all the insanity that goes on in the metro buses and trains. Yep, people getting set up. on fire. People unloading diarrhea all over uh, metro train seats. He made a very public stance against homelessness in L.A. County, and he went to places like Venice to try to stamp it out. And, of course, he had some success, and it was copied. And then people like Bonin tried to take credit for what he did there. It's unbelievable. Well, we wish him the best. Coming up next, your shot at some money. Another keyword, the final one of the day here on KFI. KFI, Johnny Kent Show, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, another chapter from the world of woke warriors. People for a perfect world. We mentioned last week that the city of Berkeley, California, was considering ending the right on red that you do every day in your car. Yes. And have been doing for quite some time. It was back in the 70s when, and again, it was the whole energy crisis and gasoline shortages and all that and the whole way they tinkered with the right. clocks. And it, it They weighs- also thought that it might save energy if people could uh, break and then take a ride on red when it's right. clear. Because you waste a, a lot of gas. And sit there at the lights. You waste a lot of gas. 
waiting for a light to change when you have an easy right turn you could make out of the right lane. So eventually in 1975, they required states to permit right turns on red lights in order to receive federal assistance from mandated conservation programs. Anyway, fast forward to today, and there are a couple of places. New York City quickly didn't allow it because New York City has its own <laughs> problem, which is volumes of people in cars. Unlocked. Washington, D.C. apparently has a pilot program that is banning the red light, uh, the right on red. And now Berkeley wants to follow that. And our all-star what? columnist with the El Segundo Times, Robin Ibkarian, has taken up the local cause. Are you listening, Los Angeles? She is like a human version of Berkeley, isn't she? She Just is. All kinds She's... of dumb, dumb, pointless opinions. Like, Berkeley has a lot of dumb, pointless laws and ordinances. I mean, just just nonsense stuff. What is Apparently, that San brain? Francisco, San Jose, Ann Arbor, Michigan have also taken steps to perhaps outlaw the right on red. And, of course, this comes back to Vision Zero, the European idea that was adopted by dopey Mayor Eric Garcetti that someday in the future no one will die on the roads, not in traffic crashes or pedestrians or bicyclists. And We're going to get the, the down to zero. And instead, they got an increase. And you know why they got an increase? Because there are so many homeless people stumbling around in the dark. <laughs> That's why. And are all the homeless people being run over? They're, they're, no, yes, that, that, yes. There's homeless people getting run over. They're wet. I know they're, there is, but they're responsible for the, uh, the increases? Or? Yeah, that's what I think. They're whacked out on drugs, whacked out on booze. Most of the time you hit people in the dark. Who's out in the dark stumbling around in the middle of a road? Who, who does that? It's yeah, drunks it's, and homeless yeah. people and drug addicts. I think of that every time I'm on the freeway, and now they put up that signboard that says, watch out for pedestrians. I'm like, pedestrians? Why would All you? Right, somebody may have had their car trouble and pull over and get out of the car, but people walking on the shoulder of the freeway? Yeah, that could be crazy homeless people. And, and, and of course, it doesn't occur to Robin of Carrion's little tiny baby brain that maybe we have so many people wandering around in the streets, they're the ones getting knocked over by cars. No, she thinks it's people making a right on red. She just finds it so horrendously dangerous. Uh, uh, I can't be the only driver with a twinge of anxiety when the light turns red as I approach a right turn. There's a lot of information to absorb. Is someone crossing the street in front of me? Is a cyclist coming up behind me on my right side in the bike lane? Are the drivers who are stopped behind me getting antsy because I haven't turned yet? Why does this all feel so intense? What she actually wrote this. What a neurotic. Yeah, that's really neurotic. When I make a right turn... Get I'm... a grip on yourself. You Really? You Take, take... a gummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need When I see a sign prohibiting a right turn on red light, yeah. I'm relieved. One less stress point in my life behind the wheel. Honestly. Wow. You need Deborah's uh edibles. Edibles, yeah. I mean, good lord. That's some sage in your car. Oh, what yeah. a what a wacko neurotic. I don't have any thoughts when I'm making a ride on red. None. I just stop, look, and make the ride on red. There's no need to have any thoughts, no anxiety, no, nothing to freak out and panic. Oh, are people behind me getting antsy? Well, so well, you know, she's got this stat on pedestrian deaths on the rise, and she's trying to make some linkage here that part of it is right turn on red, killing pedestrians. She's made that up. She's made that up. Right turn on red, killing pedestrians. I. Uh, they're, they're, Where? This... Where? Who, 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 who got run over? Give me the names. Show me the bodies. She claims that over the last decade, pedestrian deaths have risen by 54% throughout mm. the country. Yeah. What could be causing this? 
And, uh, and of course, she eventually centers in on the possibility that people turning right on red no, are killing it, people. No, it's not. It's the fault of the people who are wandering in the roadways. It's not the drivers. It's the pedestrians. It's really not hard to avoid getting hit by a car. I mean, uh, most people never get hit by a car. Most people don't know anyone who's got, got hit by a car. Mostly, it is people late at night, drunk and drugged. That's what it is. Always got to blame the drivers. Don't blame the pedestrians. If you can't see a two-ton vehicle coming at you, I don't know what to tell you. Just look. Look. She interviewed a writer named Jesse Singer. The book is There Are No Accidents, The Deadly Rise of Injury and Disaster, Who Profits and Who Pays the Price. Basically, and that's in the title. There's no such thing as accidents. It's no coincidence that in New York City, the most pedestrian dense city in the U.S., right on red has long and largely been disallowed. But there are common sense reasons for that. Because that would be a bit out of control, particularly when you consider how many people are crossing the average street in the city of New York when the light's green for them to let the other cars do a right on red would be just wouldn't make any sense. It's not even practical. No, right. New but York's he, but, different. He says we need to uh, the sanctity of the crosswalk and the life of pedestrians in the hands of a fallible driver. Again, this is the argument that these are hysterics. People yeah, can't what? be trusted. People are constantly making mistakes. Oh. Yeah, there's going to be some crazy guys that drive right through the right on red. You don't can't, even stop. You can't and they save may hit people, but yeah. yeah, all these nanny state people—they're always hysterical. Any tiny little problem is blown up into Armageddon. Every little thing. Oh, you know, yeah, they, but, they start but, shrieking. But then when we and, deal with the world, the real world of crime and murder right. and uh, homeless people dying on the streets, no, they, they, they don't step up for a solution no, with that. But let's chase after people for turning right on red. That's all downplayed. Robin Abkarian excessively downplays, downplays the dangers of criminals and homeless people. And she's out of her mind over making a ride on red. They're, you know what? They're crazy people. They're just absolutely crazy people. You know what I've, I've been doing lately? Yeah, what? Left on reds. Left on serious? Red. Yes, I am serious. Is this like at 2 in the morning well, or something? If, or? No, no, no. If, if, you have a, if you have a break on, on some boulevards, like if you have a boulevard with a median, and and there's a, a cross street, but yeah. you have no oncoming traffic. You know, often in the evening I do this. There's one oh. boulevard near me that has uh, a lot of left-hand turns and unnecessary lights, and there's no traffic going by. I just look around. If there's no cop, I make a left on red. Look at that. You're going to start a new trend? I just added that to my uh, repertoire. You know, driving. Like that Deborah Mark, there he's in the carpool lane by himself, oh, and now he's doing left I, on red. You are a rule breaker. Uh huh. Aren't I? Yes. Yeah, I'm living on the edge. Yeah. Wow. It's You're taking your chances. Pretty Car exciting. roulette. Pretty exciting, isn't it? I hope you get a ticket. Because I especially, well, the carpool lane really gets on my nerves because when I drive home in all that traffic Uh after work and I see so many people in that carpool lane. That's right. I'm waving at you in passing. Yeah, you're a fool. (laughs) Yeah, but I'll be the fool that ends up getting pulled over and getting a ticket. Wait, what carpool lane do you see driving home? Me? Yeah, there's no carpool lane on the freeway we oh, drive that home. That little one-mile yes, thing exactly. on the 134. Yes. Oh, yeah, there going is to the one 101. Yeah. And I, I jump into that immediately as soon as I can get into it. <laughs> the majority of your drive has no carpool lane. Yes, It does but, not, but, but John will take that little, that little mile. Yes. Yeah. 
And it's backed up before that little mile. Uh, I save six, seven seconds on the ride home, jumping in there. By the way, do any of you see less CHP and cops on the road? I do. I don't see as many as I used to. I don't see as many, no. No. I see nothing. I know. Is this part of defund the police or just give up? Yeah, that they should defund. They should defund all the guys who write nonsense tickets. Yeah. (laughs) All right, more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Todos los días sales a chambear para ganarte dinero. Trabajas duro y con orgullo. Eres esencial para la economía de California. Y aún así, no siempre te alcanza. Pero hay ayuda. Presenta tus impuestos y reclama el Cal EITC. Ese es el crédito por ingreso del trabajo de California. Y podrías recibir un reembolso. ¡Es tu dinero! ¡Te lo has ganado! Averigua si calificas en Cal EITC el número 4ME.org. The 12th annual KFI Pastathon is on. Yeah. Because of your generosity, Chef Bruno's charity, Katarina's Club, provides more than 25,000 meals every week to kids in need in Southern California. And you're probably saying now, how can I help? How can I help? Well, here's how you can help. Donate right now at pastathon.com. 100% of your donation goes to Katarina's Club. And starting tomorrow, go to any Wendy's restaurant in Southern California and donate. And starting tomorrow as well, shop at any Smart and Final store in California, Arizona, and Nevada and donate at checkout. And all the details are at pastathon.com. Wow. So many ways now to be involved. Wendy's too, huh? I know. It's fantastic. You may hear my uh, voice at the... uh, Where? At the Smart and Finals. I just recorded some... uh, you did, huh? Cheery little promo messages. Clean up on aisle two? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Homeless man on aisle two. No, right, we're keeping an eye on Poland because Poland got attacked. A Russian-made missile has killed two people just inside the border of Poland with Ukraine. And uh, this uh, serious ramifications are possible if the Russians are attacking Poland, John's native homeland country. So, I'm not happy. I got... I got I got my gun. I'm ready to go. You're going to go fight I'm, for them? I'm going to enlist, yeah. They, they, the Russian did enough damage yourself. to Poland. Yeah. You'll trip over the gun I'll, the first I'll day and shoot yourself. I'll fight Putin myself. Uh, today was the cross-examination of Jennifer Newsom, a documentary filmmaker <laughs> and wife of Gavin Newsom. Now, yesterday... She was only questioned by the prosecution. She is Jane Doe number four in the trial against Harvey Weinstein. And she graphically relayed a story of the sex assault she suffered back in 2005 from Harvey Weinstein. As we said earlier in the show, she gave a unique description of his genitalia as being fish-like, which puzzled us, but... What's an I've ugly... seen many fish in tanks. I never thought of uh, a penis or a genitalia. But... What is an ugly fish, I wonder? You, you, got, you know, there's some beautiful fish. Catfish are pretty ugly. But... You think it looks like a catfish? No, no, no. I didn't say that. I just, you're asking for an ugly fish. There are lots you... of ugly fish. Oh, you haven't seen it then. What? Weinstein? Yeah, you said catfish. I thought maybe you saw something. No, you asked, what's an ugly fish? That's uh, a separate question. All right, here's... Uh... Here's a list. Do not distort my words, attorney. (laughs) Um, Here's some of the uh, 11 of the ugliest fish species. Uh, The hagfish. (laughs) The hagfish. The red-lipped batfish. The monkfish. Oh, yeah, monkfish are ugly. I've seen them. 
Well, I don't think she was asked specifically which fish. Oh, but... no, but I wonder that if you had to pick a fish species for Weinstein's penis, which one would, would it be? Now, the defense attorney is Mark Worksman, and it looks like what he focused in on this afternoon was the following. She said she was sexually assaulted in 2005. She doesn't go to the police until 2020. Okay, that's a couple of years after Weinstein's already been exposed under the Me Too stuff. So that's the first small little bell. But what Worksman focused in on this afternoon was the fact that he claims in her account in 2020 to police and what she is now telling on the stand, she has expanded the story. He also said, because she, uh, she said she's had frequent nightmares since the encounter, he asked her, have you had a difficult time actually discerning what happened in a nightmare and what actually happened in a bedroom at oh. the Peninsula Hotel? Oh, that's, that's an old tactic. That yes. is nasty. Oof. Yep. yep. I don't think most jurors buy that anyway, because, you know, that's just trying to say, well, you can make up anything. This is not going to work. So she said, well, as we got closer to this and it's gotten more real, she said when she told the police the story in 2020, she did not expect she would be in a criminal trial. That's what she said on the stand. And as we got closer to this, it's gotten more real. My need to clarify and be more detailed occurred to me because honestly, she's right. If you're going to be questioned on the stand and cross-examined, you're going to have to really pull back hard and try to remember everything that happened because they're going to want to know that. Whereas she's claiming when she went to the police in 2020, it was like, well, you know, he's already been accused by a lot of women, but I want to tell you that this happened to me. But I think her story was more limited. Right. Than the one she, she said, I had everything in a box and I've been slowly sharing a little bit at a time because this is painful. And, you know, as regards Gavin Newsom, her story is that uh, she didn't have to tell him specifically. She said something to him like, Weinstein's sketchy. And then over time, he figured out, well, I guess after the 2017 Me Too stuff, he certainly probably figured out that she was also some kind of victim. Yeah, Gavin's pretty sharp. Now, Worksman says that she just had consensual sex with Weinstein to advance her career. And he showed her many friendly emails she sent to Weinstein in the years that followed that uh, Worksman said would not have been sent by someone who had been raped. She said that she set aside the assault in her mind and the communications were an unfortunate necessity as a young actor like she was at the time. So she put it in a box, so to speak. Yeah. I, I think, was trying to survive, she said. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm certain that this assault happened to her, right? The way she says. But women have got to stop contacting or being in contact with their rapists afterwards, because a lot of people don't get that. Everyone says to themselves, would I do that? It's like, no, I wouldn't do that. The average person says, I wouldn't do that. And that's and what you got to consider when you're thinking about a jury. And they, they keep, yeah, I mean, you, you, first of all, you, get, you ought to get, get out your story right away. Right. As, but you don't, you don't leave a trail. If you're eventually going to go to court about it, you leave a trail behind these defense attorneys brutalize women. I mean, Worksman doesn't care if uh, if uh, Jennifer Newsom breaks down in tears and starts screaming. Oh, yeah, no, so, this is scorched earth. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you can't give them any ammunition. And, and it is hard to understand. And I know there's experts. That when these stories happen, they always have 
like some quick, uh, easy explanation analysis. And if you don't buy it, then uh, you're a mean, terrible person. But I, I think most people go, huh? You kept writing to him? You kept talking to him? One other interesting note. The defense tried to bring up the visit by the Newsoms to the French Laundry in Napa Valley during the COVID-19 pandemic, but the judge denied it. She just didn't see the relevance. <laughs> I don't know what they were fishing around for. Oh, there. just to inflame the jury. To, to remind paint them people. in a bad light. Remind them, right, right, right. Well, the French Laundry is what got him up for a recall. Right. So <laughs> that one really cut through. And they also honed in on donations that Weinstein made to the Newsom campaigns. Most of the money has been returned, but again, the same point. You stayed in contact with them. You got money for your husband's campaigns. I mean, mean, what's that about? A normal person will just separate the two issues and say, yes, she got sexually attacked. And yes, that's really weird that she stayed in contact with him. I don't think one negates the other. But yeah. it just it just opens you to just vicious attacks from the lawyer. And, you know, maybe who knows? I mean, there could be a juror or two who says, well, I don't believe it. Right. You Possibly. get a juror who hates Newsom. And then, you know, so uh, it's it's just I mean, it's hard for me to understand. All right. We got but, more coming up. I'm a stupid guy. So what do I know? This is wow, really good. Save that one. Johnny Ken. Aren't show, I KFI. stupid guy, Deborah? Uh, no comment. Oh, wow. It's cold. Well, I'll second the nomination. <laughs> You're a wonderful guy, John. You're not stupid. You're the most intelligent guy I know, of course. All right. All Stop right. the right. uh, tongue back. No, desk. please, go on. Well, is there nothing more uh, interesting and entertaining than to uh, follow the news concerning this uh, crypto exchange company, ah. the demise of FTX and this uh, 30-year-old wonder boy, Sam Bankman-Fried, who was the CEO of the company, $32 billion company, which has plunged into bankruptcy, is now being investigated by the SEC and the Justice Department. And the only thing he says in an interview with the New York Times is, I just may have moved too fast on a lot of things. We probably should have been more cautious. But you oh, know, sort he, of what he's accused of doing here is funneling he's a scam uh, artist. the money into a company, among uh, others, called Alameda Research, which apparently was headed by his girlfriend. And they ran into big financial problems. Here, here. Alameda accumulated a large margin position on FTX, essentially meaning it borrowed funds from the exchange. I, I was just reading an article, and here's how you know it was intentional. And he's a crook. He put into the computer code, they call it a backdoor, so oh. he could access hundreds of millions of dollars and then funnel it to Alameda without it showing up in a, in a database for anyone to notice. <laughs> because when you, especially with crypto, right, they're supposed to be, it's supposed to be transparent how the money is flowing in and out. Well, he had his own, like, secret channel he, he had created. You have to willfully put the code into the system and then take steps to execute the code to withdraw the money. And it's done in a way so that nobody can tell. Oh, so he's guilty that you don't need to know anything else. You know, the guy, the guy is a genius or he hired other geniuses. And I'm sure all these crypto places have something like that. Mr. Bankman Freed said he's no longer in a romantic relationship with the woman whose company he funneled oh, okay. money to. 
And but he declined to comment further. The polycule. That's what I want to hear more about. Oh, that's right. The He's poly- living with uh, uh, 10 other people in this $30 million penthouse, and they're all having sex with one, one another. Hmm. Guy to girl, guy to guy, girl to girl, all of it. All 10 of them. Rotating yeah, part. Part of the story is not getting much play by most of the media. They're focusing but, instead it, on the it, financial it, troubles. It's it's I know, but it's referenced in, in a number of the stories. And then you have to go look up. They'll have a link to what a polycule is. Yeah, and the, it's just uh, it's disgusting. People are fascinated by the celebrities impacted oh, by uh, would the you demise want to be of FTX. Tra- trapped with uh, 10 co-workers here in a polycule? You uh, imagine? No. Yeah. A polycule. A polycule, I, right. I, until you brought that word up yesterday, I never heard of it, so I'm still trying I never to heard process the word. I, I Tim Conway's here. I, I think that's a two-way street, though. I don't. I don't think that there's a lot of people here that'd like to be involved with a polycule with us. <laughs> yeah, polycule. You know, right? Yeah. I have a monocule. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's just me. Uh, CNN and winds are kicking up. That's uh, horrible. Everyone's going to dry out and get all crazy. Hope oh, there's no fires. It makes my sinuses. Hurt. I know. It makes so me, bad. It makes me crazy. Oh, we got a new sheriff in town. Alex uh, Villanueva has conceded to Robert Luna. So we got a new sheriff in town, man. Look at you. And then a Russian missile uh, explodes into Poland, killing a couple of people. Plus, this story is not getting a lot of attention, but it made mm. me very sad today. Remember that LAX worker that had the uh, carbon uh, dioxide? Yeah. He died. Yeah, he died. Yeah, I heard. In the hospital. It's horrible. I know. It's yeah. a strange accident. Yeah, that really is horrible. And then the Grammy nominations are out, and we'll uh, go over those. Oh. And Wendy's is a big part of uh, Katarina's Club. Yes. This year. They are. And they just brought in literally food enough for 50 people. Is that right? Yeah, so grab some on the way home. Why do you feed the homeless? Yes. <laughs> Bring them in. Bring That's them in. Right. Yeah, Home come on to your part, Tim. Come on to Burbank. Feed you. We'll throw uh, the nuggets out the window. Uh, all right, Conway's next. Let's go. Yeah, ding dong. What a show. KFI, KOSTHD2, Los Angeles, yeah. Orange County, live everywhere Fuck. on the iHeartRadio app. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 